He may be asked to wear a wire, which is generally attached to the back underside of the criminal scrotum, like your mom. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I let it in one of Manhattan, them. Chinatown, a possible hate crime. A 19-year-old woman got punched in the face by a stranger because it seemed she was talking about him in another language. Amina Rosvi suffered a broken jaw in the attack. It'd be hard to talk about anybody now. Till that heals up, she'll just have to point and roll her eyes. 10.40 p.m., 109 East Broadway, her uncle Muhammad said, they just got off the bus. They were talking like, where is dad going to pick us up? When is he coming? A guy walked up and said, why are you talking about me in your language? Don't you hate that? You go down to have a nice time in Chinatown. When you get there, someone's talking in another language. I don't know where you think you are, but in Chinatown, we like a little thing called English. Uncle Muhammad says, uh, she's from Brooklyn. She has a Brooklyn accent. So she's like, what? We're not talking about you. He's like, Muslim this, fucking that. Which is the most cogent argument for Islamophobia I've ever heard. Muslim this, fucking that. Then he was all, punch you in the face this, and run away that. Amina was like, all broken jaw this, and go to the hospital that. When the post spoke to her, she said, nothing to say this, and point to her broken jaw that. If you have information, you ought to be 1-800-THIS and 577-TIPS-THAT. Joining me now, Vic Henley. <laughs> Great opener, Pat. Well, thanks. That's really, that's, no, and I know the story. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's absolutely. If they go two blocks over, they can have the same uh, incident in uh, Little Italy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing is going on in Little Italy two blocks away from Chinatown. Oh, mama mia. Brooklyn, mm. Williamsburg. Grazie, prego. An attack by two skateboarders <laughs> who brutally beat a guy on a bicycle. That's being investigated as a hate crime. The man's Hispanic and the guys are white. At first, I got excited. I thought it was going to be a hate crime versus cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He hates the right. That'd be that'd be a hate crime I might support. Yeah, I mean, you know, twenty-five-year-old uh, Valenzuela, Felix Valenzuela, was riding his bike along uh, Jackson Street. He was approached by guys he described as two thirty-year-old white men riding skateboards. Uh, the, the word "men" is contested in that <laughs> sense. Yeah. They they stepped in his path. They said to him, "You don't belong here." Well, yes, he does. Leave him alone. He's probably delivering food. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Hispanic man on a bicycle that wasn't delivering food? Right, moped. Yeah. Neither. Actually, it was 5.15 a.m., so he's probably on his way home, probably been delivering pizzas all night to, to fucking drunk 30-year-old white guys on skateboards. Well, you can't have, you know... 30-year-old white guy, skateboard. Those words don't belong together in any sentence, really, in uh, America. At what point are you going to give it up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just <laughs> fucking move to Venice Beach and live there. <laughs> if you're yeah. committing to it. You want to be a piece of shit, fine, but right. declare it. You know? Do it. Yeah, you own it. <laughs> live in piece of shitville. <laughs> yeah. This guy's been churning his legs door to door all night. He's been fucking trying exactly. to do some kind of dumb flip or something. Yeah. He's trying huh. to. <laughs> don't belong here. What am I wearing? Wearing the wrong colors. Sorry, the white button-up shirt. It's the uniform for two of my four jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was skateboarder turf. Hmm? 
from the Greenpoint News, greenpointnews.com. I said uh, that they, uh, they then began beating him with the skateboards and hurled derogatory insults at him, targeting his racial and ethnic background, according to police. Not only did they insult him, they hurled insults at him. Again, this is the guy who brings the fucking pizza. If there's a job... Well, we should be saying thanks every day. It's the guy who brings a pizza and also the guy who is at the drive-thru at 1 a.m. Yeah, anybody. Anybody food-related, kind. Be kind. Just be kind. Kindness. (laughs) They're handling our food. They're bringing it to us. They're making it. Why piss off the person that could actually spit or shit in your food? Well, yeah, a little gratitude for what the service they're providing. I mean, when's the last time you heard of... I mean, people blow up preachers, uh, teachers all the time to be so special. But when's the last time you read about a pizza delivery guy having sex with a teenager? That's true. You know? (laughs) Yeah, he would go straight to jail. He wouldn't even get the benefit of the doubt for shaping young minds. Right. Right. At least the teachers, they get them, they're like, well, you know, she's shaping young minds and amongst and his hard on. Yeah. It's the most valuable job in society, isn't it? Well, not only did they hurl insults, they were derogatory insults. That's the worst kind. Ah. Well, you know, that's not, just piling on. Yeah. It's not the not the up not li- not the uplifting insults. Not, yeah, not, 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 not the complimentary. The, not or... the positive. <laughs> <laughs> I like an insult with a little bit of right. just, you hope. Know, yeah. <laughs> just put some hope in my insult. You know, <laughs> well, sometimes it can be flattering. An insult can be flattering. Like during sex, you know, if a woman says, It hurts. Yes. You're like, oh, thank you. That's <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not the size. No. It's the way you, I said thank you. Yeah, exactly. I didn't mean to poke you, but just, I said, these guys, not only did they beat him with their skateboards, they beat him with their words. They beat him with his own racial and ethnic background. And who are they to talk, these 30-year-olds on skateboards? They, they, you know, I'm not saying being 30 on a skateboard automatically makes you a loser. I'm saying it could make sense as part of an overall loser profile. If there was an equation, right. This would be like at the root of the equation. If you want to do this plus this plus this, then you extrapolate and do some sines and cosines and some sigmas, mm-hmm. you're going to end up at jackass loser. You don't have to be the talented Mr. Ripley to come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> they get that one wrong yeah, no, that's probably yeah, was cyclists they like to look i mean look uh, what, what do you think is more annoying a skateboarder or, or a cyclist uh, a skateboarder on a bicycle oh yeah <laughs> it's yeah. the worst thing is a bicycler with his skateboard on his back it's the guy that's biking to the park to skateboard <laughs> they're like studies in opposites you know <laughs> they couldn't be doing that those, those would never be the same person you know because the cyclist look at their clothes a cyclist bike shorts that's true yes tight clothes a little helmet yeah totally different loose baggy yeah no helmet lots of pockets lots of pockets and shit in. Yeah. <laughs> no water bottle mm. no water bottle at all no, and yeah, that's the other thing. Like, uh, like they seem like they're, uh, you know, uh, like a skateboard, a skateboarders like have less to do. That's true. Yeah, you know, and cyclists act like they're in the fucking Olympics. Well, they appear that they're on the way to a race or participating in, in one at the time. It's, yeah, it's one, they're either on the way to a race or I'm in the race now, jackass. Don't fucking talk to me. I'm racing. You're slowing me down. <laughs> <laughs> Skateboarders are like Never. overgrown kids. That's true. You wouldn't trust them to water a plant. Just trying to meet the weed guy. Cyclists are the type of people that vote in local elections. <laughs> yeah, like we true. can't let this mess no, go that's, through. That's <laughs> we need a bike lane. Yeah. Listen, can we change? That's their recreation is actually having an impact on sure. the fucking shape of the city. Cyclists like to check their heart rate. They used to, they, they drink plenty of water. Skateboarders are more likely to be best friends with a drug dealer. And uh, the hell with both of them. 
you know, I, I don't think there's been a case where a skateboarder's killed anybody, though, by, by skateboarding into them. No, I don't think that's happened. Happened Although, with bikes. you can ask Sean, uh, what's his name, Sean White? The, have you seen the Sean White footage? Little Sean White, when he was a skateboard prodigy, got in a big skateboard tournament, and they put him in this stunt with an adult, and the adult missed his turn and sent little Sean White to the emergency room because a 185-pound man clocked into a 12-pound boy at about 11 years old at 40 miles an hour, and uh, yeah, that's well, why I went into snowboarding. That had to be fun. That's why I went into snowboarding. <laughs> if you check his website, right. that was the day he gave up the skateboarding. Wow. <laughs> so... But yes, you can get killed skateboarding, according to me. Yeah. One one example. Well, yeah, yeah, get damn near killed. Anyway, you can at least have, get you can get the skateboarding knocked right out of you. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can. <laughs> I knocked my hobby right out of me. Right fucking... out of me. I was enjoying this until that fucker <laughs> ran me over. Suddenly, it wasn't fun anymore. It's like that hooker that got that killed that serial ah. killer. You know, yeah. You think that was her last trick? I hope so. <laughs> he o- just... he opened up with "live or die," bitch. Is what he said. His opening words were "live." Or die. She's like, well, let's see. It's forty for live yeah, yeah. and uh, twenty five for die. Exactly. And hit him with a rake that she had yeah, in her house. I happen to have a rake with me. Well, it's in West Virginia where gardening tools are mandatory in the home. You have to have them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got one of those in my trunk. That's weird. What well, that was? You know, he's, he's, he's he got all his shit from the essentials aisle at uh, Serial Killers R Us. You know, he had but, his whole kit ready. Yeah, uh, home Home Depot. I mean, like you know, that's really. Uh, I gotta say, if she doesn't go straight, she's missing an opportunity. <laughs> this is the time to jump off. I, you know what? You, you thought that didn't give you a sign. You know? <laughs> that my industry might be a little lethal. <laughs> maybe might be a little lethal. Might be playing with fire. No one, no one, no one. I hate to go profiling. Look, but, no, no judgment here. That could be a wake up call. Right. Yeah, it's a uh, it, and and. He had a list of those 10 other hookers he was mm-hmm. going to kill. You know, they, they ought to come up. She should never have to work again. They should come up with some kind of endowment. Well, this is, where, this is where your street walking horrors just get on the website. Get on a website because at least they can find you. They were able to find this guy because he went on the website. If you just if you're a regular streetwalker whore, mm. you're not going to get a chance to hit the guy with a rake and kill him. Yeah, there's nobody's going to find you. We so if unionize, you, ladies. If you don't have a smartphone, get a pimp with, <laughs> right. with the internet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> An employee at a Brooklyn high school says he was wrongly let go because the school's principal opposes his religious beliefs. In a letter from the school's principal, 55-year-old guidance counselor Stevenson Pettit was told in a letter that his position was no longer necessary. Well, just a second, you're a guidance counselor. Your position was never necessary. Ever. It's barely a job. That's totally right. You show up, and, and if you don't show up then nothing happens. That's how you can tell. <laughs> Literally nothing changes. Nothing doesn't get done if you don't come. You know? If the janitor didn't show up, hey, floors are trash, toilets overflow, puke doesn't get sprinkled with exactly. pine shavings. Right. The teachers show up, they, they don't show up, the kids throw a fucking party. If the guidance counselor doesn't show up, who would notice? Nobody, not a soul. The only difference, maybe the vice principal in the adjoining office after lunch doesn't have to stifle her farts. That's it. Right, you got to look down the hall. You don't have to look down the hall around the corner any longer. Just gonna, fucking let it go. You're good. Let it go. Yeah, it's just one other empty room in the high school. Did you ever have a? Did you have a guidance counselor? I had. I had my guidance counselor actually gave me a scholarship, so I can't be mad. Oh wow, <laughs> I stand corrected. Well, I was sleeping with her daughter. I was sleeping with her daughter, so she, it was more of a. No, no, totally. That's it. Was a. It was, I didn't earn it. It was just to keep me quiet. It was, it was the, like a hush money scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> just, don't tell anyone that you, you fucked my daughter. Illicit sex. <laughs> 
is the guidance counselor's exactly, daughter. Exactly. Scholarship. Yes, absolutely. Alabama. <laughs> there you go. Four point oh. <laughs> you maintained a good average. I did. Right? I had. I. I was qualified legitimately, but then I illegitimately got the scholarship. Fair is fair. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, this guy is a. He's he's a guidance counselor. He says and uh, and and he said, well. That's what's funny about it. You say, well, if he doesn't do anything, he's just the kind of bureaucratic administrative cog the schools love, right? So why let him go? Well, Pettit says, she's trying to get rid of me because I have a Haitian background with a voodoo culture. It's discrimination. Oh, yeah, it is. Totally. Santeria! Yeah. Santeria! <laughs> it's a, Everybody watch James Bond's Dr. No. I'm a practitioner of Santeria. <laughs> yeah, That's the official too. religion that of New York City Crime Report. Absolutely. And, uh, it's a, it, and it's a good religion. It really is. Yeah, it's a, he, uh, but this guy... Never going to go hungry. Plenty of chicken, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if you're hungry, go down uh, you know, before Yom Kippur and talk to the Jews down there. They got a few extras. Absolutely. Uh, had it to, he first came to the It Takes a Village Academy... In Brooklyn. That's the name of the school. Yeah. What's a, what's a village without a qualified practitioner of voodoo? That's right. An incomplete one. An incomplete village. Woefully. <laughs> Not just a practitioner. Haitian-born, Pettit says, I'm a voodoo ambassador. That's hey. another job where no one notices if you don't show up. That's voodoo also, ambassador. Right, so also an unreleased Jimi Hendrix track of the voodoo <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> Little known. I'm standing next to a mountain. Hey, right. I, I order the voodoo child to chop, chop it, it down, down to the edge of the right. It's a voodoo ambassador. Yeah, voodoo ambassador didn't show up. Do you, do you smell a freshly slaughtered goat? <laughs> Me neither. Voodoo ambassador must be out again. Noah, the trouble started in 2012. This guy, Pettit, Stevenson, Stevenson Pettit, the, which doesn't, by the way, sound like a qualified voodoo practitioner. It sounds more like, unless he's from Connecticut. It does know? sound very, very waspy. Stevenson Pettit. Stevenson Pettit, who went to Mount Kisco Academy <laughs> and studied literature as a young boy. Yeah. We had no idea. He never ripped the head completely off the chicken. He was always too formal with it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, oh, she's wrong, dear. We have a ritual right. for that. Exactly. So we'll How do you feel about me tearing your head off at this particular point? <laughs> Step onto the yacht. There's <laughs> always a yacht. Stevenson Pettit. Qualified practitioner of voodoo. He's got a business card. He's got a... <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the unlicensed. He's bonded. Right. He's got a business card. <laughs> not just wandering around. <laughs> not a, a willy-nilly. Well, uh, yeah. It's a, it, this, in 2012, he, I guess he was at some kind of function, and he refused a book that she offered as a gift. Bad voodoo, ambassador. Turning away a gift from your boss? That is a voo-don't. What was <laughs> really yeah, well, voodoo? It was there. <laughs> so, yeah, I was wondering too. What like, was the book? That's what know? I wanted to know. No, we don't know. I mean, I don't say that's a detail that they really should provide. Absolutely. You know what was was it? Fifty Shades of Grey. Exactly. Something from the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. <laughs> Something by Suzanne Collins. Inquiring minds. Soon after that, uh, he became the co the subject of a misconduct probe. Uh, uh, by the Office of Special Investigation, which I've never heard of. But well, it if sounds you're gonna serious. Probe, if you're going to probe, you should be <laughs> in the Office of Special Investigation. It sounds like some kind of like uh, you know super secret government shit. You I know? like it. Like like the ant like like what Anonymous is trying to get to the bottom of. Now I'm wondering uh, how did he turn it down? I mean, did he just say no, thank you, or did he kick it out of her hand? I think he set it on fire and threw some feathers in the air and burned some sage <laughs> and then walked away. And nobody understood that. Then she started getting chest pain. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden. He said, this motherfucker's got to go. All of a sudden, my infection got worse. <laughs> Next thing you know, my hair all fell out. <laughs> I don't know.
I think it has something to do with that voodoo motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Turning it down when it didn't win him any points. Uh, she claimed that he was a voodoo priest. And the allegations were ruled unfounded. He was apparently able to prove he wasn't a voodoo priest, merely a voodoo ambassador, which the hierarchy, I think that's just above Sergeant Voodoo. Right. And uh, voodoo, voodoo Child. Corporal. Yes. <laughs> Corporal Voodoo Child. Private Voodoo. <laughs> it's, it's Child. Voodoo Child is the first level. <laughs> then it goes to private, then uh, Corporal. Entry level. Sergeant. Right. It's just like the military. Yeah. Lieutenant. You yeah. ain't got no legs. Major Lieutenant Voodoo. voodoo. <laughs> 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 so, ah, Christ. Well, he, uh, she also moved his office. This principal, she's, uh, uh, her last name is Vinitskaya. Uh, she looks all white in the photo. She moved his office. He's now consigned to a small room in the basement, which... Uh, That's where the guidance counselor always is. Where do you want to be? You're the fucking guidance counselor. Poor wife. So he apparently was in the penthouse before he went to the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's his punishment. Things We're going to give you okay. a smaller room than the room you're already in to talk to no one who's coming by there to talk to you. I mean, uh, Period. Uh, yeah, yeah. Takes he, a village. We're in the smallest room in New York City, for Christ's sake. So he wrote a, a, a March uh, 30th letter to, to Vinitskaya. He says, the room has no windows, and as a result, there's no air circulation, and this is a health hazard to me and the students that are mandated to receive counseling. Uh, not only is there no air circulation with no windows, the evil spirits get all trapped in there. <laughs> there has to be a vent. We don't there has to be a <laughs> vent for the evil spirits. We all know that. New York City mandate. There's a code. There's a goddamn building code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Proper ventilation for all voodoo spirits must be provided for any tenant. Especially if there's kids present. Right. I think well, it was the Giuliani administration. He responded that he didn't want to file a formal complaint at this present time. He did, however, file a grievance with his union on July 13th to get his job back. I guess the guidance counselor union. I was going to say not the voodoo union. No, not the voodoo <laughs> ambassadors. the voodoo ambassadors union. The United <laughs> Voodoo Ambassadors. Right. Local 13. They carry a lot more weight than the guidance counselor union. I reserve the right to file a discrimination complaint, he told the Post. Uh, he's, and of course, when he says file a discrimination complaint, what he means is sacrifice a goat to Dombala. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he means he, he intentionally he intends to petition the angry spirits of black magic to stir the paint woe loa and embody the demons. Like it. I had to look that up. Cola nuts. Cola nuts. <laughs> denied. She denied the voodoo-related discrimination claims, defended dismissing him, saying it's a legal procedure. It's his right to grieve. I have the right to run the school. Then she added, don't you think it's strange what he said? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing cryptic about that. No. Don't you think it's strange? I think they're having an affair. That's totally what it is. This is a relationship gone wrong. Oh my this God. is totally a relationship gone wrong. I really, this is, she's abusing her power, trying to get rid of her spurned lover and his goat killing voodoo Santeria practice. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is totally. You've had girlfriends What's, get mad at you. Oh, no. What are you talking about? Ever. <laughs> <laughs> What's a psycho? <laughs> right. An elementary school principal. Uh, this is another. Uh, Another uh, little school story here. Elementary school principal, after uh, jumping in front of uh, an approaching B train in Harlem, is dead. Uh, 49-year-old Jean Worrell Breeden killed herself at St. Nicholas Avenue at approximately 8, excuse me, 9.20 a.m. after being accused of cheating on the state English exams. 
She hung on for eight days. She jumped in front of the train and then didn't die till eight days later. That, so. that was a, that was probably the worst eight days of her life. Well, she was waiting on the final test course to come <laughs> in. <laughs> and then when they finally proved that she cheated, she gave she, up the ghost. She cheated death for eight days. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a B train. Uh, yeah, so uh, she Which was, never runs on time, by the way. Christ, I mean, she had to stand there and no, wait No, wait, you got to really want to die. If you want to kill yourself in front of the B train, you got to really want it. A uh, 49-year-old uh, killed herself. Gawkers looked on her, uh, looked on as her mangled body was pulled from the tracks underneath the train, still alive but not really living. Uh, sources say that uh, details on how the dead principal cheated on the state exams have, have been withheld. I think we've since found out that she just gave him the answer. She right. just filled in answers for the... Excuse me. Um, and I'm at the guard. Already checked box, filled out test. Oh, for crying out loud. I mean, why? who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Do you, I'd, I don't care. Why would anybody care about this? Why? I'd love it if my teachers would have helped me. I, uh, I, I would have applauded that and thought that would have been a groundbreaking idea. This is like a cheaters never prosper kind of deal. No, cheaters know? always prosper. Sometimes they do. Right. It's a, Look at the Clinton administration. Yeah, cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I mean, or the Bush administration. Who doesn't you can say any all pro- <laughs> yeah, all- Anybody that's been president has cheated their way <laughs> into the presidency. I'm sure of that. Oh, yeah. From the Kennedys. I think the Kennedys, you know. Oh, Right. with that the car they the ground by, ground zero booze. ground yeah. zero of the cheating yes yeah. all they did was break the law <laughs> and, and gun people down probably I think we go to the harding administration we go back to the harding administration that's yeah. a, that's prohibition yeah. i gotta yeah. go way back i yeah. gotta go way back for that oh, well, that was when like, the fix was really in well i think washington owned slaves jefferson and he ran unopposed that's true <laughs> Ran unopposed. Ran unopposed, owned slaves, and smoked weed. (laughs) And smoked weed, owned slaves, and ran unopposed. Wait, this guy owns slaves, smokes weed, (laughs) and you can't run somebody to beat this guy? His teeth are made of wood, for Christ's sake. Where's General Lafayette? (laughs) Get him out here. He's not even from this country. I think we could get him elected. Right, I think Trump can beat this guy. Had he been alive, and he probably was. Who's that big-eared guy that couldn't beat anybody? Him, that fucking, you know, that third-party guy. Ross Ross Perot, Perot, have him run. (laughs) You people. Dukakis could have beat Washington. (laughs) (laughs) You people. Ross Perot, you people. I always love the you people. Does he say you people? He said you people to the black people at the NAACP meeting. That's what cost us. He was was gathering a little bit of momentum and he went in front of the NAACP national meeting and just and throughout the speech several times kept going what you people need to understand you people you people you people means not me by the way in case y'all those y'all not listening you people means you black me white people don't you understand yes I'm trying to make it clear you people This is, the same, this is the same argument that goes with the gay getting married <laughs> argument now. You people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the gays, you know. You people. And blacks. And Ross Perot. I, I think that they uh, they they all they all had some common ground. You know what I mean when it comes to running against Washington. Uh, Why, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy owns slaves. He's corrupt. I'm plantation. Telling you. <laughs> Where does the word plantation not compute in your brain? You know, and then like like uh, like slavery got completely. You know, did, did you see the story about uh, fucking what's his name? Uh, uh, he was the music guy recently. Uh, fucking I can't, what is he? He's the he's the like a hip hop guru. You know. Uh, did he say? No, no. The the guy like uh, 
You know, he's, Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons says <laughs> three. I go three. I get it. <laughs> well, you're, you're Vic Henley. Uh, <laughs> I knows, he knows all about soul music. <laughs> knows all about all music. Who's your favorite like like soul singer, funk singer type shit? Oh, like that's that, too right? complicated. George Clinton. George Clinton. If you're gonna go funk. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah. You can't go with against the Godfather. James Brown. George Clinton. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, I gotta go. George Clinton. That President George Clinton. President George Clinton would be the greatest president of all time. Mm-hmm. I think. Nothing would get done. The budget would never be balanced. And no one would realize it because we'd be singing. Leave me in space, baby. Fun. Right. Oh, that's Booty. <laughs> that's Booty, who was in George Clinton's. He's in, he's a member of Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, well, there's like 35 of them. And James Brown. And James Brown. James Brown. Uh, that's got to be honorary, James right? Brown recruited Bootsy and them because he was going to fire the Fabulous Flames. And, and Bootsy was playing in a local soul band in Cincinnati, and James Brown was getting fed up because every time he one time, and they kept going two times, and he didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> so, no, you got to be kidding. So, no, dead serious. They he went was, one time too they many? They went one time, two times, too many, and James Brown went, fuck it, get me Bootsy. That was one time, one they time, went one time too one many. One time, two times, too many, and they had to go to Bootsy. They wrote a song about it, Tell the story. Wow. That's a uh, completely. There's your this day song, in hip hop history. For goodness sakes, just look at those cakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get on up two times. But Russell Simmons says, uh, "Hey, uh, they, that slavery." He said, he, "He said that this carriage ride stuff is as bad as slavery." He compared it to slavery. He said, "He, said he compared Central it." Central Park. He compared it. Yeah, yeah he compared carriage it. rides. Really? He said, "Hey, slavery was okay at one time. You know, he said all kinds of people were oppressed." Was he an animal activist? What, who's well, he against? Yeah. The drivers or the horses? I who think he's he? just maybe he's just pro-slavery. He's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's anti-carriage ride for sure. Yeah, he's who doesn't set the horses. That's easy. Yeah, that hurts no one. I mean, it smells bad, but who cares if you're riding around the park? You yeah, he's going. That's really, Russell bad. Simmons is anti. Boy, oh boy, he compared it to the Holocaust. No, he didn't. He said people were loaded into ovens. He said, yeah, right, people he's were on the Mike Huckabee train. <laughs> Him and Mike Huckabee are campaigning. <laughs> Well, that's one step away. Once you step, once you get into the carriage in Central Park, you're you know two steps away from Jew hating. We've, we've enslaved <laughs> these horses. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, so this so this uh, woman here who now core uh, to the core. What is it called? The core. Core. Yeah. Common core. core. Live, right. Yeah. It sounds really stupid. You know. If it's you look not at, good. Yeah. It's a way of like uh, making people workers instead of people who understand things. Making people like uh, like do unnatural weird math. You know that like nobody can pass. What's the point? I can't figure it out. I, I know a lot of, uh, yes, you do. We, we've both slept with a lot of moms. Uh. <laughs> and uh, they're all again it. They're all again it. <laughs> Nobody, no mom I'm fucking. To a mom. Likes, to a mom. Again it they, to a They're again it. They don't like the common core. <laughs> so if nobody likes it, I guess she shows that they are going to shove this shit right down everybody's throats. Uh, she wasn't charged or, dem- or dismissed. She was docked two weeks pay. It's not a problem. That was it. Not a problem. All right. I mean, she's dead. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right. I can keep the money. <laughs> Two weeks pay. I might pay for half the funeral. That would fund a lot of goats for his voodoo practitioner. Right. Let's, I mean, you have to be practical. Greenwich Village, the nougaty nut log, the fruity fruit cake oasis where it's always silly hat day. A man was stabbed in the neck with scissors by a stranger. The regular ass elderly village weirdo out for something they're referring to as a stroll. Suddenly attacked by a scissors wielding lady maniac who That's is redundant. clearly <laughs> clearly not cut out for assault. The victim, Miko, 72, walking with Olivia near 7th Avenue and 14th Street, both refused to provide their last names. 
probably owing to the fact that they don't want INS to come sniffing around and send Miko back to his hairy-legged estranged wife back in Slovo-Kovenia. I'd go to Bulgaria, but... <laughs> <laughs> he appears on ABC News in disguise. A too silly... A pair of red-rimmed linen specs, a clownish green prince shirt, a push-broom mustache, a little like a, a crazy cartoon professor who's invented a Rube Goldberg contraption designed to ladle the goulash so he can focus on composing his sonata in the key of collectivism. That's pretty good, Bad. Thank you. <laughs> That's really, you worked on that. That's you damn, should. I mean, damn good. Yeah, you, well, you shouldn't blame blame the victim or anything. But you know, how can you go out looking like that and expect someone not to stab you in the neck with a pair of scissors? Right. They thought it was Foxworthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd had enough of his fifth grader Bible beating bull redneck shit. If you're wearing red pants, <laughs> somebody might stab you in the neck with a scissors. You might be a, a homeless. <laughs> you might be a homeless person. If someone stabs you in the neck. I guess there are. Are no perfect victims, but this guy uh, isn't even close, you know. Uh, the attacker, crazed homeless cunt, uh, 30-year-old Alexis Smarts, crept up behind Miko and slashed at his neck. Uh, Miko uh, was still unaware of the woman's presence, but according to ABC7, an eerie and chilly feeling stopped 72-year-old Miko in his tracks. Miko says, my first reaction, there was a lot of young people there. I thought somebody threw ice cream on me. Well, that's correct. Yeah. That's a bleeding duck. from the neck and ice cream is a similar feeling. We yeah. all we all go through that. Yeah. Someone threw some very cold, very sharp ice cream at me. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite flavor, tetanus. Exactly. That tin roof smarts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! On hey, the rocky road. Oof, That's a, some sharp rocky road you're throwing at me. Right I got a chunk of glass. God damn! I think I got an almond piercing my jugular. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that guy really. That guy's got an arm on him. I want to that kid. The speed. That's a real taunt. Uh, to the the this uh, the serial stabber who just uh, who stabbed him the scissor stabber rather a real taunt to the scissor stabber. She got away, I believe. She said, "What are you throwing ice cream at me?" <laughs> she got away. She's still on the list. Yeah, the lady act. Yeah, no, no, they got her. Oh, they got her. I, I think they did. She was taking to Bellevue for oh, psychiatric. Oh yeah, so they both went to Bellevue, right? Yeah, thirty-year-old homeless woman uh, and old dude stabber Alexis Smarts has been charged with assault and criminal possession of a weapon. <laughs> It was an ice cream, no, by the no. way. Oh, so. I was going to say peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate hagen dazs Yes, yes. If you're looking for her, uh, yeah, she's, uh, you know, um, she was, see, now, see, here's the thing. Uh, the, the, the way they describe it, what are you, uh, they got, they, like, the, she kept coming at him after she stabbed him once, but then it says she was stopped by good Samaritans. But that's only if you're rooting for Miko. Right. You know, <laughs> if you're rooting for her, she was stopped by cut blocking uh, dickwads. <laughs> Need to block. They need to mind their own fucking business. Um, I'm trying to complete a task here. An unusual heroin bust in Chelsea. Uh, ex informant for the DEA was a key witness against himself in a drug deal gone right. Thirty year old Joel Menea, an ex confidential informant, hooked not on heroin. He's apparently hooked on informing. He informed on himself. Uh, Menea was. Uh, compelled to help law enforcement after pleading guilty to selling cocaine and, and heroin drug in 2008. Uh, Manea at that point, became what's known as a confidential informant 
or a criminal informant or simply CI, as in, uh, see, I messed up and got busted. <laughs> so I'm going to tell on me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell on me. I've done a lot of bad shit. I can't tell about anybody else, but me, oh, if you just give me immunity, I can tell you a horrible <laughs> bunch of shit that I've done. I can put I me away go, I can, I, There's for a long 50 time. cases. There's 50 cases I can close for you right now <laughs> if you would just give me immunity just cut me a break. on me. <laughs> it's uh, if, uh, a confidential informant is usually an unlucky or shitty criminal pinched and in a jam and it's no secret that organized crime relies on the complicity of many people mutually aware of one another's guilt kind of like the government so people get uh who get arrested they know things and if they're all facing jail time well then they 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 are open suddenly to the idea of helping the cops and the cops have them uh by the balls and then they apply pressure to the balls for compliance and to inspire the criminal to be motivated to succeed in helping apprehend criminals through a process called snitching. Exactly. He now essentially tattles on his former friends. Uh, he may be asked to wear a wire, which is generally attached to the back underside of the criminal scrotum right next to where his balls used to be. Uh, <laughs> that was disrespectful. He may be asked to wear a wire, which is generally attached to the back underside of the criminal scrotum, like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it in one of them. Not one of them, right? Sure. Informants, uh, by the way, without friends completely. Their lives consumed by playing the middle between two sides. 30-year-old Joel Manea, a former CI. Okay, that's who he is. So last Sunday, after being carjacked by a drug associate, Manea called a DEA agent he worked with as an informant, and he told him about the carjacking. And then he said, not only did he steal my car, but a couple of weeks ago, you're not going to believe this, this guy sold me a fairly large amount of heroin. So he sold it to me. $50,000 worth of heroin. I don't have it, by the way. Just sold it to yeah, I don't. I, I quickly got rid of $50,000. I just want to let you know. I'm just saying. You know, but, for a small amount of time, it was in my possession. And merely as a middleman on my way to getting fucking jacked. I, I lost it to, you know, in small packages, one bit at a time. And uh, well, now we see this guy uh, he went ahead and said, yeah, I've still got it. Seriously? He, yeah. <laughs> he did. He said not only did, he's got my car and he's apparently selling heroin. Uh, and they said, well, uh, maybe you start thinking you're undercover cop after a while. But the, but the cop said to him, well, okay, you know, I mean, he stole your car. He sold you heroin. Tell me. Oh, he went, um, we want to nail this guy as bad as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come in and talk to us? We'll take a statement. And, uh Bring the heroin. Yes. What the? You got the. Well, that way we can have a look at it. You know, right, cops. We, we like to, one of us like to taste it on yeah, our finger and say it's it. pure. You know, he might have cut it. That'll be Niles. You remember Niles? <laughs> he tasted your heroin. It doesn't matter, but it's a pound and a half of heroin. This guy shows up with the heroin. <laughs> Not his car, though. He shows up. With, he showed up with the no, heroin. He comes. No, his car is stolen, but he okay. comes with the fifty thousand dollars worth of heroin. And they, and they asked him. Uh, it says uh, a, a, agents further asked Man. I'll read it right out of the post. Uh, agents further asked Manea whether, if he had his car, if had his car not been stolen, uh, would he have sold the heroin in packages without informing law enforcement agents? And Manea said, "Yes." <laughs> I've got a business to run. At the conclusion of the meeting, agents placed him under arrest. That's the way that went. For stupidity. Yeah. Like, wow, this is... You, you are an informant. Yeah, you really told on yourself here until the end of the degree. A lot of fucking Absolutely information. Wonderful. Well, rape times three in Chinatown. Uh-oh. That's 
uh, by three boys from Boys Town. One white, one black, one Asian. All AWOL from the same group home in Park Slope. Right. A group home sponsored by Boys Town. Boys Town, yes. <laughs> boys will be Boys Town. Oh, come on now. It's going to be the Let new name. Come on back to the home. It's going to be the new name. Boys will be Boys We're going to have a little chat with those boys. <laughs> They're not bad boys. Right. They're just misguided. Exactly. All indicted. Well, no. Boy, they are bad boys. They're indicted in Manhattan Supreme Court on rape, burglary, and robbery charges in connection to the 5 a.m. attack. Three violent teenage rapists snuck out of Boys Town to commit violent teenage rape, right. crossing uh, the East River from where they all stayed at Boys Town <laughs> to come to Chinatown. All right, it's like it here. This is we should rape someone. Little Italy, <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> what a wonderful time. They sexually assaulted a woman twice their age. Boys Town. Well, you got to. That's the, the rule of Boys the, Town. It's, it takes two boys to go into one woman. I don't know if you know the math. And, on one, and one lookout. Yeah, exactly. The Boys Town 3, all 16. The woman 33. 4 a.m. in the city. One black one, one white one, one Asian. Surveillance video from the Eldridge, Eldridge Street Internet Cafe where Eric Peak, Emmanuel Burroughs, and Sanat Asliev. It's a real fucking, you know, we are the world of rapists. That is true, right. Met the 33-year-old uh, victim, captured the teens, uh, it captured them repeatedly touching the barely conscious woman as she tried to push them away, according to a criminal complaint from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. But it couldn't be said, couldn't it be said of all of us that we're kind of barely conscious well, you yeah. know, if you're hanging out with Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> if you're hanging out with you Bill see, Cosby. You know, Camille, I was to go to I the internet leave. cafe. I was a rape. <laughs> Camille. Camille. <laughs> I just like Camille. Camille stands by him. <laughs> yes, after all, well, wouldn't you? Just because she, she's sitting by him, actually, because well, he roofied her, too. He's like, <laughs> well, she's like, let's see, I'm 80 and rich. Right. I'm what gonna, do I do? I'm going to ride this out. He hadn't raped anybody lately. Camille. I, Leo, <laughs> I tell you, if I if I ran a television station, I would be falling all over myself to give Cosby a show right now. I'm surprised that Everybody Ryan Seacrest would watch it. I'm surprised Ryan. I'm sure. I'm really shocked that Ryan Seacrest has not been exposed to having secret meetings with him. The Cosby Files. Yes, he's responsible for the Kardashians. So why wouldn't you just take that next step and just I mean, go ahead? The Con E Channel. Well, Cosby. I, mean, I am Caitlin. I am Cosby. The Cos back to back. The Tuesday. Kardashians are way worse. Right. You know, well, than well Cosby. that's true. That's, but I am Caitlin. <laughs> I am Cosby. That's what it should be. Yes. That's what, that's Caitlin what, and Cosby. I am, I am Caitlin. I am Cosby. Together. Back to back. And then he tries to, to give her quaaludes. Right. And then <laughs> he like, gets that if Caitlin you can, if dick he can where he doesn't want it. Then he gets that high, hard Caitlin dick. Yeah. If you can successfully rape Caitlin Jenner. Yeah. I then, like it. You know. You get all your work back. We're on to something now. I think we're really on to something. Uh, maybe we should we should have signed an NDA on Call this CBS. One. Everybody sign that NDA. We're going to mail it out. It's called CBS. Burroughs admitted to having sex with a woman while Asliev uh, told authorities that he tried to. <laughs> Why didn't you say that? Right. Oh, the Boys Town Rapists sing this song. According to... <laughs> DNA info wasn't immediately clear why she was barely conscious or for how long. Uh, it also wasn't clear whether she knew her attackers. I guess they couldn't ask her. Uh, right. And now, uh, yeah, see, the one who tried, what happened is, uh, well, let's see. Um, he was trying to get her to, hey, do you know who I am? Say my name. <laughs> say my name. Say my name. What? Say, so, shh, say my name. It says the victim pulled the uh, victim out of the cafe, led her to a nearby stairwell where the victim recalled the men surrounding her. One of the men pressed his genitals against her while the others repeatedly hit her. 
Uh, I guess that would be Asliev. <laughs> right. That's a, yeah. Is it more satisfying to press your genitals against someone or to repeatedly hit them? Depends on where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your upbringing. How hard can you hit? All right. And lightly. I mean, are your genitals? I, I say you'd press your genitals. I guess it must have been like uh, which his one dick, is more forceful? His dick must have been soft. I guess. I'm saying right. Yeah, What's more funny. forceful? Mm, you know, five knuckles to the jaw or a limp ball sack on your cheek? <laughs> Just depending on which one you think is more. After the attack, the woman realized she was alone in the stairwell with her shirt inside out and her camisole and underpants missing. Right. According to the document, her driver's license, credit cards, keys, money, and cell phone also all gone. Did you hear that? They stole her camisole. Right. You don't hear about that often. That's also known as Pat Dixon's house on Friday morning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what is this? Same every week. Hmm. Every week. Camisole. Yes. Camisole. Camisole. <laughs> Camille, camisole. I, I, I'm going to say soaked her down with camisole. Right. People who, who rape, and then they go ahead and rob the people they just raped. To me, that's... I don't want to sound like everybody's dad here, but pick a crime. Insult to injury. The boys, <laughs> the boys town rapists, they found her apartment and they went there, uh, but ran away when they realized someone was inside. That's who I want to talk to. That's, yeah. the, that's the missing person in this whole equation right here is the who was inside. Yeah, who was And that? what did they have to say about it? Yeah. They, maybe they were trying to return her camisole. Like, <laughs> we weren't going to steal. The woman was taken to an area hospital, treated for her injuries. <laughs> Yeah. Even if they find that camisole, she's not going to want to wear that. No. The home was shut down after these crimes. Boys Town, shut down. They shut down Boys These <laughs> boys. <laughs> they shut down Boys Now you've shut down Boys Town. Oh, what a shame. Uh, see you back in Boys Town. <laughs> Caddyshack. Hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. See you back in Boys What time are you do back yeah. in Boys Town? <laughs> totally. Hey, now I know why tigers eat yeah. their young. Yeah. Hey, Sabu. Yeah, you know what wasn't said enough in that movie? Fuck you, old man. <laughs> yeah. That's Never. Not they once. They should have all said that. Not once. Not one time ever. Police are looking for a man who slashed the ankle of a 19-year-old without her permission. The man and the victim know each other. They get into an argument somewhere uh, in the Queens uh, in the Queensbridge house shortly after 8 p.m. Suddenly he snapped, pulled the knife, and slashed the woman in the ankle. Uh, 20 years old, 6 feet tall, 230 pounds, brown eyes, long hair, which he wears in a ponytail. Wait, there's more. He has a scar on his right cheek and a tattoo on his left forearm that says Brooklyn. That's All right, a, that's going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. That's everybody that's every bar that I've ever been to. Yeah, and there's three of those guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sliced uh, your ankle. Not a little person. He got down on his... He, he dropped to the sidewalk. <laughs> And he's six foot tall dude. Yeah. And he dropped to the push up position. They and slashed the ankle. Weird shit happens at the Queensbridge houses. Well, you know. There's flexible. Uh, it's no boys town. Stabbers. <laughs> <laughs> Victim treated and released. Call 1 800 577 tips. Uh, and uh, oh, by the way, also on his right forearm, uh, he has a cross and the word Carlene. Ah, there's your answer right there. Yes. A couple of cock-teasing chislers, one of them froggy with muscles, tried to rob a well-heeled playboy after drinks at the Carlisle. Rich-ass dude, Grant Gordon, and his anonymous pal, uh, they uh, had drinks at Lavo before they spotted two blondes drinking vodka tonics. Uh, the cash machine got wise and put the fuzz on the oiled-up woman. Uh, now, this woman here uh, is, uh, you know, like I said, man, she's like, uh, she's a big, tough girl, you know. These, uh... These, uh, the, the thieves, they stole a $2,000 ashtray, 2,000 yeah. bucks. How, how does an ashtray cost 2,000 bucks? Right. Cause it's uh, got Cuban cigars and hookers in it. <laughs> I mean, 
some designer ass shit. We'll have more on that story another time. Hundred fifty thousand dollar car. Oh, but let's it not was forget. in his car, not even in his house. Oh. A two grand. You are rolling fat. P H A T. If you got a hundred and fifty, if you got a hundred fifty thousand dollar car and a two grand ashtray in your hundred fifty thousand dollar car, <laughs> that's, like, that's more than a lot yeah. of cars in the car. That is right. That's how I like big butts. At my finest. ashtray costs more than your car. Right, exactly. <laughs> my other ashtray. That's is, like my other ashtray is a Bentley. <laughs> So, yeah, two grand ashtray and a hundred fifty thousand dollar car. Uh, a bra stuffing brunette in Brooklyn. This is on the other end of theft. Burglarized, burglarized a man home, a man's home, making off with cash. One forty-five, the fourteenth. A forty-year-old woman on Twenty-eighth Avenue took out the trash. Uh, yeah, there's the joke right there. The victim there. right there did that, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, victim, if I said woman. I don't even know what I said. Meanwhile, a thieving woman was inside stealing. Uh, the woman, 5'8", 120, 25 years old, and $120 richer yes. for having ripped off the 40-year-old victim. When he returned, he found the woman hiding behind his bathroom door, hiding like a child would in her aqua blue low neck t-shirt, black pants, and silver slip-on shoes. That she had just bought with $120. <laughs> she was <laughs> caught on video stuffing what appeared to be $120 into her brazier. That is like a, that's a woman move, and it's, it's, it's like, a, that's sort of like... Uh, grabbing your dick, I think. Uh, there's a, you know, there's a pocket, there's a titty bra, there's a purse for that. It's called rack trap. No kidding. Yeah, there's a, there's an actual device if you want to if you want to keep titty money, uh-huh. uh, you don't need to just stuff it right in there. You buy the rack trap, slide it inside your bra, and then you have a specific pocket. So when you go digging for your titty money, you don't just find a titty. Don't dig for your titty <laughs> money. Don't dig for your titty money, people. <laughs> buy the rack trap. <laughs> it's a real thing. It really is. Yeah, it's uh, somebody in New York invented that. Marla right? Schultz. She's a comedian. No, it's Marla Schultz Marla invented the Schultz. rack trap. Marla Schultz invented the rack trap. She's a billionaire. <laughs> she made a billion dollars. She made a billion dollars on boobs <laughs> on the rack trap the rack trap don't dig for your titty money no no do you longer. find yourself digging for your titty money well i did till i got arrested because <laughs> it wasn't my titties i was digging Wait, hold in. on a second you need a rack trap right. Vic kenley would be a free I man was, today i was trying to be an ambassador <laughs> an iraqi war veteran turned rebel photographer staging his own quiet protest speaking of Speaking of uh, titties, oh, I like this at the city law enforcement's, uh, he's, he's protesting city law enforcement's hypocrisy regarding public nudity. 30-year-old Alan Henson is being sued by the owners of the Empire State Building, this photographer. Uh, and they're upset because he snapped a few pictures of a shirtless model on an observation deck. They're suing him for $1.1 million, saying he took pictures without permission, tarnished the family-friendly reputation of the tourist attraction. Right. Well, the a giant phallic-shaped building. <laughs> Every skyscraper in this country is a giant dick pointing towards heaven. Yeah, But apparently, uh, and the big men who had little dicks that designed those buildings. Yeah. Oh, no, I was expressing myself. Yeah, but if we were, you know what? That's the, you exact, you're exactly right. Because if, if women ran the fucking world, there would be holes dug and people Everywhere. living there. Everywhere. <laughs> Massive cave dwelling all across America. Man, like, what's with this musty-ass cave? <laughs> right. Exactly. We'll build something up in the air. Get away right. from this shit. How do we tickle that little light and get it to come on? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the views are great. There's an audio tour. You know that? Yeah. You ever hear the audio tour? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, oh, it's great. Over to your left. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a there's a cab driver on it. His name's Tony. He's like, hey, I'm Tony. I'm a cab driver. I've been here 25 years. All right, no, I've been I've been driving a cab 25. You know, but he's, I've been here my whole life. I was born right over there, Chelsea. 
you know, it was different back then. And he like goes to all the views, yeah. you know. He's the least representative cab driver. Oh, uh, totally. It's a be now fucking, I'm Muhammad. Right. I, I'm in the ISIS. I, I've been, <laughs> I'm a member of ISIS. Well, I've been here I'm four years. I'm scouting locations <laughs> for my halal food cart. I'm in a sleeper cell. trying to take down the Relax. Infidel. We're not going to take this building down today. <laughs> or today. are we? Not today. <laughs> Well, uh, he staged a photo shoot, this guy did uh, recently, of uh, five brave, sexy, topless models who posed on the steps outside Manhattan Supreme Court. Now, there is a fun photo shoot for you. Not up on the top of the Empire State Building. You don't want to go no, up no, there. No, no, right outside. Right there in front of court. Uh, just when a crowd began to gather, court officers came out. They ruined the good time, asking them to stop the shoot. And then they, they went over to 80 Center Street, uh, and similar shit happened. Yeah. Why is that that they can tell them to leave? Because it's, it's like this do that somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. the old, we don't, it's totally New York. We don't care what, you know, pull your dick out on my street. I got to make you leave. But if you pull it out on another street, I don't give a shit. Get your dick out, put a firecracker in it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Go play for well, the Well, if you're going to do that, you can stay. Yeah, actually. Well, well, actually, if you're going to do the firecracker, we will let you stay, right? If you're going to do the exploding Jason Pierre Paul penis trick. It's just that it's legal to have your tits out. Totally know? legal. And so, and yet it's not. It's like totally legal, but well, if you do it, well, we yeah. might fucking hassle you. The naked cowboy. He's not naked. That's yeah. one of the worst things ever. You fucking idiot. Yeah. He's, he's like the naked. fucking tidy whitey neither, cowboy. He's neither naked nor a cowboy. No, he's yeah. neither. Yeah. Elmo is more genuine. This would be, the, yeah, the guy who sings in his underwear. Yeah, he's more genuine than... Underwear singer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, in the, in the Forgotten Borough, a pedestrian tragically killed by a car after he jumped on the hood of the car and clung to the hood of the car as the car took off killing him. Boy, you feel bad for a guy like this. Twenty-four-year-old Robert Coons was in the parking lot of the South Shore Commons shopping center trying to buy Molly from twenty-two-year-old Robert Messina. That's ecstasy, by the way. Yes, not a hooker named Molly. No, <laughs> it was in a 2014 Audi sedan with a pal. But when Coons handed uh, Team Messina ninety dollars, Messina started to drive away, giving Coons. Uh, he didn't give him the ecstasy pills. Right. He said, no ecstasy for you, Coons. So, fucking so long, sucker. <laughs> That's when Messina mounted the hood of the Audi. That's when the trouble started for him. Messina sped up and Coons' body went flying into a tree before falling onto the road. A stupid, comical death. I like it. Messina fled the scene, but later returned, as they always do. Without the molly, still. He's like, hey. <laughs> still didn't bring the drugs. <laughs> still, didn't, still didn't have the drugs right, on I him. can't give this guy any drugs now. He's going to fucking hurt himself. He was questioned at the 123rd Precinct, charged with leaving the scene of an accident, resulting in death, an aggravated, unlicensed operator. Hmm. There's a lot of things that you hmm. just seldom hear, hmm. you know. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit happens on Staten Well, I, I, I like it when a drug deal goes wrong. I'm yeah. never upset about anybody that gets killed, drug dealer or drug user. If, if, you, if you're going to jump on the hood of the car because you didn't get your goddamn molly, then that's probably your last day on earth. Good thing. Yeah, you threw a little tantrum. No, was gonna, that's okay, it. He got yeah, punished for it. That's a guy who really needed that fucking molly. Apparently like, You don't understand. <laughs> need this. I'm feeling real anxious. I, I'm anxious about not getting my molly. <laughs> <laughs> I live on Staten Island, y'all. Really? Uh, it's hard to live down on Staten Island without your molly. Uh, Completely mandatory, by the way. There should be a whole city borough uh, thing. Where on the way down, Staten, yeah, on the ferry yeah, on the way yeah, down. They, you get a they molly. Just, you stick right your tongue there. out and they drop it right, right on your tongue. Right there. 
I've never taken it. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know it's a... I've taken it, but I mean... I, I took ecstasy back in the 80s, <laughs> and I just wanted to go dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so I got. I don't know where the, all this anger comes from. I just wanted someone to rub my head and play the fucking Beastie Boys sabotage. Right. <laughs> so that sounds like, like a peaceful drug. So, right. It was lovely. No, I just wanted someone to touch my head and play some music. Yeah. I don't understand where all the anger comes from. Come on, people. Get your drug selves together. Uh, right. If one final story. In Queens, a Bayside woman says she was attacked by two men who then ran off with her cocker spaniel. The dog was later discovered in a nearby pond, but the police say her story is fishy. Uh, <clears throat> investigators have pointed out various inconsistencies, they say, with her report that she was uh, even the victim of an assault, let alone she was targeted for dog theft. 29-year-old Laura Panosian reported to police that she'd been walking her dog, the now-dead Ginger, at Crotron Park uh, when two men stopped to talk to her. She says these men would prove to be her muggers, though surveillance video would disprove that lie. One of the two she described as friendly and, quote, chipper. <laughs> chipper being Ch her word. Yeah, chipper Jones, former Mets shortstop. Certainly. Former Braves. Yes, former Braves. Atlanta Braves shortstop. <laughs> he was a Mets nemesis. That's she, what I messed She up. said he was, he was Chipper Jones. <laughs> he was Chipper Jones. Former Braves shortstop. <laughs> shortstop. Chipper Jones. <laughs> stole my dog. Stole my dog and killed it. Started to steal second, but instead he stole <laughs> right. Ginger. Second base was later found in a pond. <laughs> The chipper mugger uh, even squatted to pet Ginger. Uh, just as an aside, by the way, my wife was a redhead. I petted Ginger many times. Hey. Yes, mostly from 87 to 90. Hey. Uh, last three years of the 80s. <laughs> I saw that website. <laughs> While New York City was starting to suck crack, I was finger-banging that tight-ass Tennessee beaver at the top of a five-and-a-half-year run of bad luck. But you tell me. 1,950 <laughs> days of marriage, I got blown maybe five times. I think that's a little low. That is low. I think it's clear who the real Very victim low. is. <laughs> right. Clearly. Even in the 90s. Oh, way low. Right. Especially in the 90s. The sex slowed down the minute we got engaged, but in Crocheron Park, well, that's where we left Mugger Chip. <laughs> the Chipper Mugger engaged in a squat. He's engaged in a squatting pet with Laura's Cocker Spaniel Ginger. Here's the way that sentence should have gone. The sex slowed the minute we got engaged, but back in Crocheron Park, we left Mugger Chip, the chipper mugger, engaged in a squatting pad with Laura's Cocker Spaniel Ginger. Oh, that's that just, great. That sounds like word that's salad, wonderful. doesn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely perfect. <laughs> no, that's really, really good. William F. Buckley would be proud of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> but all the chipper chit-chat and ginger-petting friendliness was nothing but a ruse, and not to try to fuck her. Even no. worse, suddenly, while Chip petted Laura's Cocker Spaniel Ginger... Uh, the less chipper mugger went ape, punching Ginger's owner in the solar plexus. Once, twice punched, Laura crumpled at once. That's her story. They punched her and the hits kept coming. Laura says, uh, what's that? None of this happened, by the way. <laughs> it all happened. Right. She's saying, but none oh, of this. Right, she's right. lying. None oh, of yeah. this happened at all. <laughs> this is all. She's just yeah. an idiot who this couldn't let story. the dog go. She's yeah. Let the, open the door. Don't have to take it to a park and drown it. <laughs> if you really don't want the cocker spangle anymore. Drop it off it's New York City. Just open the fucking door. Let it go outside. <laughs> well, it Somebody, right, there's a Chinese person that'll eat it or a Haitian <laughs> family that'll adopt it or do voodoo rituals with it. He's like, I can get some sympathy out of this. Right. Let's no, see. Hmm, I'll be in the news. Wrong town. Yes. Laura says Chip and Punch took off, Chimp scooping the pooch. The good news is Ginger was later found dead in a pond, so that checks out. 
<laughs> Surveillance footage shows that she and her pet were not at the place where the incident reportedly occurred. Also, Panosian was unable to give a physical description of the men, although they had stopped to talk to the dog. She, uh, she described the guy who petted her dog as friendly and chipper. Uh, and then uh, they, she couldn't give a physical description. The other description. one, the mean one. The yeah, don't know. One. Don't know. The Just other list not mean. chipper, I'll tell you he that right now. He was very thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> they knocked me over and I crumpled, Laura said. I couldn't really get up fast enough to go after them. Well, that would have been a bad move. Yeah, yeah you know what? You don't want her getting hurt by these fictitious no. muggers. That would get in the way of her killing her dog. Chipper the mugger. <laughs> she had something to do. She was on a mission that day. Look, this this cocker spaniel's going to be dead. Right. And we all end. know how annoying goddamn cocker spaniels are. They'll lick you to death. They really will. They just lick you to Actually, death. Actually, you know, cocker spaniels are one of the snappiest dogs there are. And they smell bad. Yeah, they they do. That's they true. They have that weird fur. Yeah, they have a weird stinky What thing. is with their weird fur? I don't know. I asked that about your first wife. <laughs> yes. Yes, I petted Ginger my first wife. Come here, Ginger. Mm, let me pet that weird it's fur. It's a Ginger. Some, of course there's something wrong with her. It's a Ginger. Yes, yes. Pull them down. Pull them down. Pull them down, Ginger. Uh, Vic, it's so good, so good, to, so good to have you. Good to have you. Have you on. Yeah, where, where can we uh, catch you uh, in New York City? You're performing around here at the Comedy Cellar, Comic Strip Live, Gotham. Yeah. Check your local listings. Are you going out on the road anytime soon? No road. No road till October. I've been on the road forever, so it's only, uh, only New York City. Uh, like I said, Cellar, Strip, Gotham, Carolina. Well, this replays sometimes. This is 2015. What, uh, what, where are you going to be in October? October, I'm going to the Funny Bone in Omaha, Nebraska. Holy Christ. Yeah, yeah. Larry, thought... Larry the Cable Guy brings me in for a ball game once a year out of uh, the fact that I have naked pictures with him and farm animals. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was proud of those. Well, no, he's not. He actually is not. You would think he is, but no, it turns out I can well, still he, hold those he, over his he head. He likes the ones where he's giving, not receiving. Correct. He is a, yes. He's not. He's, he's, he's what he called. He's not a front. Yeah, well, he's a back. When I'm the catcher, I, don't, right. you know, yeah, exactly. I tell you, you know, you might be into bestiality. October, uh, Omaha Funny Bone. Yeah. yeah, October, Omaha Funny Bone. If you live out in Nebraska, check Come it out. Come to the show. Yeah, and also go to crimereport.nyc for all the podcasts here, and I know that you guys are already doing it. Uh, and this is the best part of the show. We get to the end of the show, nobody's listening, and it's the best part. You know what I mean? They're gone. They've clicked it off. Now it's just that we can turn the air conditioner back Perfect. on for Christ's sake. More coffee. <laughs> and uh, by the way, the Facebook page, check that out. And and if you're in town, if you come to New York City, you got to come to my show, Desperation Tonight. It's on Mondays every week in August. If you live in New York City, write me for tickets. Write Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail. Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail.com. I will give you tickets to come to Desperation Tonight. On Monday, 9.30 at Caroline's. That's a hell of a deal. Caroline's. Up to, up to four free tickets. Maybe. I don't know, whatever. You're a fan of the show, I'll hook you up. You know, I just want you to be there. I've and you guys can go, and after the show, you can go to the to the Hershey store. For it's Christ right sake. there. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, Pat wait. Dixon and Kisses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing better. That's a, that's, and that's not, like, I'm not being paid to say that. No. Neither is Vic. Right. Is, but but uh, you want to come to last Tuesday at the stand as well. We just had another one of those. Nick DiPaolo was there. Wow, it was great. Right. Yeah, yeah. Every month, uh, you can come. And, and at the, the last Tuesday of the month at the stand, 10 o'clock show. Again, write me for tickets. Pat Dixon NYC at gmail.com. Anytime you're coming to New York City, you have a friend in this town. One more time, thank you, Vic Henley. Oh, my pleasure, man. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.
And then Bootsy was playing at a local soul band in Cincinnati, and James Brown was getting fed up because every time, like, one time, and they kept going two times, and he didn't like it. <laughs> so you gotta be, and James Brown went, fuck it, give me Bootsy. <laughs>